Yes, welcome to BPM. Today I've got a very special guest, Matthew Stapley. Welcome to the show, BPM, Black Up Lips. Thank you for having me. Hey, this is honor. Now the honor's all mine. Obviously, like I said, I've read your biography and uh, I just want to know one thing. What's, sure. next week's, what's next week's lottery numbers? Oh, <laughs> that's, man. That's all, I, that's all I need to know. That's all have I need you, to know. Have you ever met a rich psychic, Alstalio? <laughs> I don't think we exist, unfortunately. Actually, see, that's the thing. Um, I, I, we had a psychic in the, not in the family, like kind of a friend of the family. He, he claimed to be a psychic. He was actually pretty good, to be fair. He knew a lot of stuff. And he, he always told us, like, because we say, yeah, give us the lottery numbers. What? He, could, he would say he could only pull up three numbers and we would have to figure the rest. And I was like, can't you just give us like five? And I could think of one because <laughs> I'd use every combination. I put five and I just put like 10 tickets on and or 50 <laughs> tickets and I win. But no, <laughs> couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I tried once. It was unsuccessful. Really? <laughs> Very. Yeah. I, I thought if I could win the lottery, then I could make huge donations to things and that would be kind of cool. Right. No. no. That, that's what I always feel like. I feel like the gods just don't seem to understand me. I'm like, guys, you, you give me the money and I'll make sure everything's right on, <laughs> on this planet. But right now you give it to the wrong people, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I can understand that frustration sometimes. I think that the, it seems like some a lot of the time the people who really need like the hand up are the ones that don't <laughs> seem to receive it. And it, it is really unfortunate. I totally get what you mean for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm annoyed about that. But actually, another important thing happened yesterday. Um, I went to, I'll give piano lessons. Oh, and cool. um, I went to one of my students and um, her dad has just made a board, Akana, Akana's like esoteric with like numerology and all these wow. cards, these um tarot cards. Yeah. And then there's the, um, um, is it the diversity card? No, the divine cards, wisdom okay. cards spiritual cards all this stuff and then obviously i read in your biography that you created two oracle decks yeah two oracle decks and a tarot deck yeah and i was like wow this must be this is crazy that that happened yesterday but that happened like basically yesterday on the off chance so it's funny that now i've got you on the show and i looked again at your biography i was like what the something's <laughs> happening so you know um, it it's cool that you say that actually because i think a lot of the time in life we do see crazy synchronicities like that mm -hmm. you know and and i think sometimes they can kind of you know like veer us in one direction or another or just support our experiences and let us know like okay maybe we are where we're supposed to be for right mm -hmm. now or or whatever so i i totally get it i think i've lived my life based on on those synchronicities a lot of the time myself yeah and that, that, that that's why i'm like like i'm like just in shock at the moment like maybe this was the message this was it you know because i actually asked him because he, he made the board and i thought he was really fascinated i was like who makes board games <laughs> you know yeah. he's the first guy 38 years on the planet it's the first guy i've ever met who makes board games but apparently online there's a whole community of people who are yeah. creating board games oh hugely yeah i'm a board game like fanatic myself i really? love board games oh man like big time so I'm a little jealous, Alstalia, that you got to meet like a board game creator. <laughs> I've yeah, never yeah. met one before. <laughs> yeah, and, and this game was really complex as well. It basically read your, gave you a tarot reading, basically. So you, wow. you, had, you was able to pull three cards. I pulled the um, Hierophant. Hierophant. Okay, yeah. Um, the Sun. Okay. And the Strength card. Those are some good cards. There's some really good. I was like. There's some great cards. I'm feeling good. I feel like, I feel like my future's set now. I just have to sit back. 
yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty good like do you know what what um positions like the card sort of came out in like if it was if like you know the card number one is supposed to mean like the past and the yeah, yeah Her- Herophant came first i actually told you the, um, the position that came out so Herophant yeah. and the sun okay then strength so that was the position that came that's out cool. in sort of past the um present and the future and oh like, wow like, so that's cool so you've broken some big boundaries or it's like major barriers and because the hierophant usually in the past is about like traditions and like things being a certain way and all of that yeah but the, the sun card is a really positive card it means like growth and expansion yeah. but those two things are kind of like almost in opposition if you think about it because we can't we can we can't really expand within yeah. something rigid like tradition so this is saying Nothing. that you've broken out of uh, an entire way of being which is cool and then um the strength card is one of my favorite cards because traditionally it's like a woman uh who's got her hand in a lion's mouth yeah and that's it. the yeah. And so the the lion isn't trying to bite the woman and the the woman isn't trying to hurt the lion either. So it's actually about um, self-containment and like yeah. being strong and, and using our mind to overcome our like internal struggles and urges and all that. So I think you're going to do some pretty big things in your life, especially with the sun card. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I feel like it is too. I actually said that the sun when he came out, I was like, the sun seems to represent me. That's my card. I'm the sun. That's what I feel like anyway. Not not God's son or anyone, but I'm What's just your sure. zodiac sign out of curiosity? I'm, I'm, can you guess it? Oh man, you do not want me to guess anything on a Saturday, but I'm curious. Be- the reason why I'm asking is the sun um, rules Leo. So if you're yeah. like a, a Leo or a mm-hmm. fire sign, then it could make a lot of sense. And in, in like an additional way, but it definitely doesn't, you know, it's not de- dependent on that on any level. Yeah. I was just curious because you kind of remind me of a bit of a lion in, in a really cool way. Lions represent majesty, right? And yeah. being able to shine and, and uh. lead people and guide people and things like that. So you kind of, you definitely carry that vibe, which I think is really cool. You know, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the last guy who came, one of the a few few episodes ago, he said I was a Leo too. It's weird. Yeah. The thing is, I'm actually two Zodiacs over from a Leo, so I'm a Libra. Okay. Well, actually, so Libra, this is going to get very complicated, <laughs> but Libra, <laughs> right. I believe, I'm not an astrologer, but I think Libra is ruled by Venus, I'm pretty sure. And there's yeah. a lot of similarities in in, in terms of like expression and and the way that like Leos are very loving and loyal, so are Libras because yeah. they carry a very similar energy in that way. Again, not an astrologer, so don't <laughs> shoot me if I'm wrong, but I have a friend who's an astrologer and she explained something along those lines to me at one time. That's uh, my next guest. I'm gonna have to put her on, uh, let her out. So um, yeah, so that's that's what I've been up to anyway um, the last couple of days. So I'm really happy to have you on anyway. so. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I've been eating all, all the minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's okay. Cause what you're talking about is super cool. Um, so, well, I have no idea where to start. I'm in Canada. Um, no. My, my life work is to help people to kind of like make sense of things. So whether that's mm-hmm. through mediumship and communicating with people who have passed away or whether that's through like just, you know, helping people to understand their experiences from a different angle, because Mm -hmm. I believe nothing is all bad, right? Even the hardest things, there's something within them that we can use on some level. And so Mm -hmm. my sort of life mission, I guess you could call it, is to to, to help people to understand their relationship with the universe and all of the, the good, the bad, and the ugly that they might come across on their path. Okay. 
And other than that, I'm I like addicted to the Golden Girls and I like board games and painting. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that the Golden Girls from back in the day? Oh, like, yeah. Like the 80s. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's fun. Do you know that they performed an episode for the Queen once by at, at really? her request? Yeah. At her request, they went, they flew to England and they they uh, performed an entire episode just for her and her mom. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, my sister used to love that anyway. So too, I remember that we used, used to suffer through it. You know, it's like, oh no, not this show. I think it was actually didn't have to have like this. Um, uh, I always call it this fake laughter behind. Yeah, they totally have a significant amount of that. <laughs> I, I sure. can't friends too. I just can't stand it. I remember having an ex girlfriend. You know, many moons ago, and she used to watch it, and I'd be half asleep, and I'd be hearing this laughter of like. Shut up! I think uh, Will and Grace had it as well. I think she used to watch that a lot. Uh, oh man, that was a good show. <laughs> I loved Will and Grace, the original Will and Grace. Yeah, yeah. mostly because of Karen, though. She's hilarious. <laughs> I just think I watched all of it actually. Yeah, now I got to think of it. Okay, so yeah, so how do you heal? Like you're a healer. Yeah. Let's go a little bit deeper into the healing aspect. Sure. How do you how do you heal somebody? That's a good question. Um, I- and you, you know, I don't know that that the healer is the one doing the healing. To be honest, I think, mm-hmm. I think calling us healers is maybe even a misnomer in the sense because really we're facilitating somebody's process, right? So, like at an energetic level, like at a spiritual level, like we're holding space for that person to have an, a stru- somewhat structured experience with the mm-hmm. universe or with divinity or whatever, so that they can let go of things, unearth things within themselves or whatever. Um, so it's kind of like facilitation of healing. Now, I think that every single person on the planet has the ability to connect with the universe in this way. I yeah. really do believe that because if you think about it, like every cell of our body has some kind of enigmatic spark, right? That keeps us all yeah. alive. And I think that spark is in communication with the entire universe 24 seven. I think mm-hmm. the only difference between somebody like me, who's a media, and somebody who hasn't learned to access it um, or wasn't born with it switched on is is just that I can hear the conversation and other people may not, but that doesn't mean they can't learn how to. Okay. Um, how did you, when did you discover that you're a medium? When, how did, because I remember when I, sorry, just quickly before, when I was sure. young, I used to could see, I used to could see some stuff. I used to could predict, predict some stuff. I've lost oh. the ability. I don't know. It just kind of shut off. Like you yeah. said, at some some age, I was just like, okay, that's it, it's gone. But I still have a lot of like around eight usually is when yeah, it yeah. turn off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of deja vu's now, and I'll tell you one thing. Um, like I feel like I've previewed my whole life already, because there's always pro- points in my life where I'm like, okay, I remember seeing this when I was little, for example. So I'm on the right path, and it just happened to me a couple of days ago. I was giving the piano lesson. I was like, oh, okay, I've been in this house before, so I'm on the right path. Is that does that sound familiar to you that this happened? Yeah, totally. And I think it's actually something that a lot of people experience, which is cool. Like a lot of people have often wondered what deja vu actually is, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you look at it from like a neuropsychological ah. perspective, they're like, oh, basically it's like a chemical thing. If you look mm-hmm. at it from like a spiritual perspective, a lot of people believe that it means that you're exactly where you're meant to be. So it's kind yeah. of like the synchronicity thing again, right? Things yeah. coming into an alignment. Um, I think it's both personally. I think it's a chemical thing, but that doesn't 
doesn't mean that it's not also on some level miraculous mm-hmm. um, at the timing that it's happening. Um, yeah, so that definitely I can understand. For me, mediumship came at a very young age. I think I was, I remember my first experience being at eight years old, but according to my mom and, and family members, it really started before that um, when oh. I was like two or three. Yeah. Um, and so for me, my dad was in Thailand on business and I was here in Canada and he called to say hi to me and my, my mom and my brother. And I got on the phone with him and I just remember saying, Oh my God, dad, what are those big teeth sitting beside you on the table? Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, elephant tusks. How did you know that they were there? And I said, Oh, I don't know. He's like, well, can you see anything else? And so I described the room he was sitting in and it freaked him right out. Like he was just totally freaked out. And then I said, oh, and outside there's a fountain. And he said, no, there's no fountain outside. And I said, yeah, I can hear it. He said, Matthew, even if you could, even if there was a fountain, I'm inside with the door closed, you wouldn't be able to hear it. And I said, no, go check dad. I can hear the fountain. But he went outside and he was looking around and he said, no, there's no fountain. And I said, dad, it's on the, it's, it's by the wall that has a, the lizards on it. And he said, okay. So he went over to this near this wall and there was like this little tiny trickling brass fountain about that big. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And it wasn't making any sound even standing beside it. So that was like the first kind of big experience. And then apparently I remember him saying, put your mom on the phone for a minute. And I apparently... Um, he had said, go find the most expensive psychiatrist money can buy because this is out- unbelievable. And, and that really? was just sort of where it started because it freaked him right out. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely crazy. That's like goosebumps stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was definitely weird. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's even for me, I'm thinking, OK, this is what's behind this whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in here right now? <laughs> no, no, you don't have to worry about that at all. Uh, I think those are like isolated experiences. OK, OK. Did you? How did you nurture it? Did you? Was he? Was he able to nurture it? Or kind of? Yeah, I did it without even realizing it. I think because mm-hmm. so that was when I was eight. When I was eleven, I was sleeping at night, and all of a sudden, I got woken up to my grandfather's voice, and he passed away like years before that. Okay, and and he scared the crap out of me. So I remember running into my mom's room, and I said, "Oh, Grandpa won't leave me alone. Tell him to leave me alone." And she said, "Yeah, okay." I told him to go back to bed because it was like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i was like okay so i went back and lie down started falling asleep and he was there again and i saw him sitting on the end of my bed and he said i want you to tell your mom this and your your grandmother this and your aunt this and by the way this is why your uncle is estranged and he's going to come back in 10 years and i said okay cool good night <laughs> goodbye and he disappeared <laughs> and then the next day um my grandmother and my mom were we were all visiting and um, they said, okay, so you had a visitor last night. Did he tell you anything? So I started relaying all of these messages and they were freaked out because it was things that I, there was no way me at 11 years old would know about the family. Um, and then, so with that prediction of my uncle who was estranged coming back in 10 years, he showed up on my mom's driveway, like right like 10 years from really? the time of that visitation. Yeah. So after that, That's it crazy. just kind of continued to build and I got tarot cards when I was like 13 um, and I, they just stayed in my closet for like two years or something. And then I was, um, getting ready for school one morning and, and a voice said, bring the cards. And I fished them out of the closet and I thought, well, this is like 72 cards or 78 cards in this deck. Yeah. You know, how am I going to learn this before lunchtime? Right. And a voice said, well, throw the book away. You won't need it. 
So I went to school and I asked a girl in the library if I could do a reading for her. And she said, yes. So I didn't know anything about tarot. I didn't know how to use them, but I shuffled them and I put them on the the table and I just started looking at the cards and it was like, they were telling me a story. So Mm -hmm. I was just relaying what I was getting and she started crying and it was all, you know, made sense with things that were happening at home. And then around that same time, I started seeing colors around people randomly. And I had a friend who came from a very spiritual family and he taught me how to interpret aura colors. And so that's kind of like that sort of nurturing over time without realizing it. And then it became my, my work when I was 18. Um, I was asked to do readings for a family reunion for people. And so I did. And then all of a sudden people from all over the province, you know, started calling my parents' house wanting to come get readings. And it just, took off <laughs> that's that's a hey, that's whoa that's, that's, that's mind-blowing uh with the tarot cards is it true that only you should touch the deck you know i'm i'm not the most superstitious person honestly i think it's it's kind of a very personal thing i will be the first one to hand someone a deck of my tarot cards and say go for it yeah. uh, a lot of people are very particular about it yeah. i'm i'm honestly not uh, i think that like if there's going to be something terrible that happens well uh, i don't think it's going to be from handing a deck of tarot cards to somebody <laughs> else personally i'm not i'm not that dramatic i don't think okay. <laughs> uh Okay, can you remote view then as well? Yes. Yeah, that uh, was that was the example of of um, but I'll tell you when I can remote view because those are two different things. So, remote viewing is exactly what happened when I was eight with my dad in Thailand. That's an example okay. of remote viewing. Um, for me now, so I do live readings on Facebook on my Facebook page for free every Monday. Okay. And when somebody's spirit guides come forward, spirit guides are not loved ones, they're different. And so there's they, they can't really give us evidence about who they were on earth because there's no way to validate it right mm-hmm. so um so what they'll do is they'll show me exactly what the person is doing where they're sitting and what their surroundings look like at the time that they hear the message okay and so it's it's kind of interesting to me to get the feedback on it because i'm only bringing things through but okay. then i'll get like emails or people write in the chat at the time saying oh my god that's me you know at the room i'm sitting in looks exactly like that so it, it happens in those instances but it's not something that i really can make happen necessarily <laughs> that's awesome man spirit guide so i don't know do you have any freaky experiences when you contact a spirit guide it's like you know someone comes like I'm gonna kill you later. No, no, <laughs> no thank, that's not thank God. No, not not from spirit guides. Because if you look at what they are, right, their job is to They're guides to guide to, gu- to guide to help <laughs> us to figure out our life, right? So it would be kind of counterproductive. But um, have I seen haunting, scary, paranormal crap? Absolutely. <laughs> like I've I have stories that I wouldn't even believe if I hadn't have been there to see it happen. Like, right, give us one. Give us one. Okay, I'll give you. I'll, okay, I'll give us two then. I'll give you two because there's two really good ones. So one happened in this room that I'm sitting in years ago. This is my office. And I was home alone completely. And it was wintertime. And I was getting ready because a client was coming. So I came in here and I lit the candle, uh, my candles that I put on some incense. And I went upstairs just to change my shirt. And I heard this big scraping sound. So back then, my desk was over there. And then Mm -hmm. with my chair behind it and then two chairs sitting in front of the desk. So everything was kind of far from this door here. Yeah. And so I um, I heard this scraping sound and I thought it was a snowplow outside because they make a similar sound. And when I came downstairs, I went to open this door and I you know, wasn't looking, I just opened it and I hit a chair. And I was like, what the hell? And I looked in my office, everything, the desk, 
the table, uh, the desk, the ch- my chair, and the other two chairs had all moved over by like two feet simultaneously. Really? And that was that scrape sound. And all of that happened in under two minutes because I just went upstairs, changed my shirt, and came right back down. So all of that moved by itself. I was the only one in the house simultaneously now the coolest part about it is that that (laughs) client when they came was telling the the reason they came i found out after i did the reading Mm. um was because things in their house were moving by themselves like furniture and had that not just happened to me i wouldn't have believed her i would have thought she was crazy so i think it happened to me so that i would believe her and it happened minutes before she arrived it was crazy that's good maybe that a spirit was, a poltergeist followed that and said okay i'm going to show you too because you're one of us yes and, and, I, and i'm gonna help you know like and 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 basically i was able to help her like clear her space but it was a very yeah very that's, intense uh, that's that, scary stuff yeah but not as scary as the second story <laughs> the one that was I don't know if you want to hear the second scary. one anymore. It is way <laughs> freakier. Oh my God. It was, it was one of the scariest things ever. It was the most haunted house I've ever been in. And it was a brand new house. That's the craziest part about it. Brand new. How does a brand new, is that when he's buried on a sacred um, site or something? Or? It could be. In this case, it wasn't that at all. It was that when the houses were built, it was a, devel- a housing development. When they were built, some really shady things happened with the earth itself. So they didn't follow proper protocols i guess or something like that to build the houses so they just didn't care for the lens the land itself was haunting this house and i only know that because we called in shamans to try and figure out what it was because it was so unusual and so unbelievably haunted i've never seen anything like it um so there was three of us in a paranormal investigation were called sensitives not media and so there was three sensitives and then a technical team and then the research people so we went in the house and you know we're we're not really allowed to talk to each other we're given like notepads basically Mm -hmm. and so we're walking around doing our our thing and when you know the parents were in the house the kids were in the house playing in the living room we did our walkthrough went outside we started having a cigarette with the parents and i said so are, are your um how old are your sons and then the other sensitive said yeah are they twins and the parents just shook their head and they said everyone sees two kids we only have one son and then they said but let me show you a picture and so they brought up this picture from Christmas and the little boy is like standing in front of like this entertainment unit that has glass on uh, glass yeah. doors on it. And he's standing there with his present and he's super excited. Instead of his reflection being the back of him, it's him facing forward, which okay. is impossible, right? It's creepy. There was two of him when it should have shown his back. So that was the first moment where I was like, this house is not cool. Like there's something yeah. super sketch here, right? <laughs> So then later we're setting up all the equipment and the cameras and all of a sudden we could smell this God awful burning smell. Like it was okay. so gross. Um, like a fleshy kind of, it was really gross. Oh man! Uh, and then I saw one of the technical team members get thrown down a hallway, not pushed, not knocked, thrown down the hallway okay. by, no- by nothing. And that is the most haunted house I've ever been in. And there was footage from when we were trying to clear the house where you could see in the um, infrared cameras, these balls of lights showing out of nowhere and swirling around us. So it was probably the most intense investigation I've ever been a part of. And definitely the one that shook me to the core. I think I was about 20 20 or 21 when I did that one. And it freaked me right out. That is really freaky. Could that be a case of, you know, when like sometimes they say, when twins, like when the, when the parents conceive a baby mm-hmm. and then maybe one of their ba- eggs dies, but apparently this, the, the spirit grows together anyway with the twin. Do you think yeah. it could have been that? Or? 
I think that it could have been that for sure. But the other thing that if I'm remembering correctly about that house is people would also hear like their name being called by other people in the house when there was nobody there. Okay. Like the husband could be home alone and hear his wife call him, but she's not there. Um, th- things like that. So it could have been that or it could have just been whatever was around kind of mimicking yeah. things, which is a, a kind of a, a, a fairly common paranormal phenomena, believe it or not. Okay. I hope you've got like um, a window where the a car goes past and you see a light because I just saw something shoot across the screen. I was like, that yeah, it probably was a car. I'm like right in front of the window. So All right, good. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's, it's daytime, but the sun is over there and the road is right there. So totally possible. <laughs> I'm scared, man. I'm scared. Okay. Um, the next thing I want to ask you. Is I am um, evidence of speaking to people who have passed on. Yeah. So you can you can like because I'm like you know I'm I'm a skeptic. I don't know. I do believe you in. Sh- you should be. Everybody should be. I think I believe in. I, I used to believe a lot in ghosts. I used to be. I'm very. I've always been a spiritual guy. I've always loved ghost stories and interested about this, but I've never ever seen what's like aliens. To actually, no. Then again, I did see a flying saucer once when I was in New Mexico. Oh wow. Yeah. That was kind of weird. Uh, but ghosts, I've never really seen. Then again, now I'm going to think of it. There was one time when I used to live in a house and I used to always hear footsteps and I'd always be like, hey, I keep hearing footsteps downstairs. Hmm. And I think my mom said, I don't know if that's the same house, but she said she saw an old lady too. Oh, wow. And then I was like, okay, we're going to leave this house. We're going to no, I, I, I understand that. And that's actually like something that a lot of people experience. But I think honestly, Estalia, I think skepticism is incredibly important. I'm even skeptical. And I, and I know that sounds probably weird to you, but I actually very much am. And all of my like formal educational backgrounds, all science-based, it's all health yeah. sciences, right? And so okay. I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm a, a see it to believe it person. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I'm working, like if I'm, if, if the evidence doesn't hit home with my client, I don't, I don't, you know, like I just tell them, okay, we'll keep your money and <laughs> go see somebody else then, yeah. you know, cause I, I'm kind of the same way. I think it's important because there are a lot of times where people are gullible because they're in, in a desperate state. And I think yeah. it's important for anybody who's going to delve into, you know, like readings or paranormal stuff or whatever to take it with a big grain of salt, first of all, but second of all, really make sure the proof is there. Um, otherwise you're just vulnerable and that's, that's not cool. So when you said you're skeptical, I'm actually happier to hear that than yeah. to say that I believe everything I, that I come across. <laughs> you know, especially cause I remember like, my friends used to tell me that they saw ghosts and stuff, but now I still know them people and I, I hear them, what they say. And I'm like, this guy was full of crap back then. <laughs> He's still the same now, you know? That's yeah. what made me look more like, okay, I didn't believe anything he said back then. Yeah. So, um, but I do, be- I do believe some, you know, we're not the only ones here. No, I don't think we are either. You know, I, I agree. And I think you have your own gifts, by the way, as I'm talking to you, I can see a few things happening in your aura as you're talking about really? being able, yeah, your past experiences. Um, they're good. They're not spirits that I'm seeing. It's just, uh, you have um, what I call a higher heart activation. So we have like different energy points in our body that sort of yeah. control different things. Right. And yeah. so your high, the higher heart is all about service. It's all about bringing, you know, help to the world or help to yeah. people or whatever. 
yours is starting to flicker when, when you're talking. So to me, mm-hmm. this is saying that it is part of your path. You're, you're kind of being called into helping the world in some yeah. way. I mean, I'm not surprised you have this wonderful podcast. So mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of obvious, right? But they are showing you that. But then the other thing is underneath the bottom of your, your main heart energy point is, is a lot of green. And green in this particular shade to me represents healing and specifically self-healing. That ener- area of the energy field is the past. And it represents the things that we don't really like about ourselves, the things that we struggle with in terms of who we are. And yeah. what they're showing me that's healing in there is the need to apologize for who you are. And they're saying that this is something that you struggled with in the past. You're not struggling with it now, but that yeah. green that's there is is about self-acceptance, which is really, really, really positive. So, yeah. you know, I think you've got some gifts of, of your own that you're going to see develop. Thanks. I mean, that probably relates to the fact that I feel like sometimes uh, I, I messed up and I'm, I kind of regret that now because I'm like, why did I do that back then? But I do understand I never had the guidance either. Totally. So, yeah. So, um, and that's why I'm kind of more like, you know, Wayne, don't be so hard on yourself or I'll study as you know me and um, just get on with it now. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm just trying to get on with it. Yes. No. And that's exactly what that green represents. It's that, yeah. that nurturing. If it was blue, it would mean more like healing coming from outside of you to help you with that. But green is like in this shade is very self-directed healing. So this is something that you're working on, but I'm telling yes, you so that sure. you can know that it's working because that wouldn't be showing up if you weren't getting through it. So that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. That's awesome. I want those gifts too, man. I, I love you, that. You have them. You totally do. <laughs> I, I, I really to. believe it. Yeah, you're empathic for sure, which means yeah. that you feel everything from the people. Yeah, that you. that's that's um that's a huge yeah. issue though. I find it, because it of... it's hard. Um, you also there's a woman who's very connected to you, who's alive, who's older than you, that's going through some health things or just feeling like super exhausted. I can feel her energy around you, even though she's on Earth still and she's alive and and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, it's somebody that either thinks of you a lot or you're connected with. If your mom is with us on Earth, that's so who I would mom. place. It's my mom. That's yeah. who I would place. And I'm feeling very strongly. I hope you don't mind that I'm doing this for you. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I should have asked. So I'm feeling very strongly that it's important for her to sort of overcome her her self-worth stuff as well um, because she feels like she's she just wants to help everybody but she's really bad at second guessing herself <laughs> I feel like it just never stops and as I'm saying that there's a woman coming forward who's passed on that is connected mm-hmm. to your mom and she comes in as older than your mother so this could be like a grandmother figure to you or something like that and when she passed away I feel like it came on fairly quickly although I think she had been unwell for about a year to a year and a half but then in this last piece I feel went downhill very fast and it affected like heart lungs but also brain or mind because I'm getting like lighting up in these both of these areas and Uh I feel like wherever she was from was a very small place either very small town countryside something like that I can see Uh that and I also feel that um, she had a side to her personality that was very, very heart-centered and loving, but she also had this side that was so rigid where I feel like she just wanted everybody to do exactly, you know, this, yeah, the things that she thought was right. Um, So whoever this is, she's apologizing to your mom. And the reason why is she says that she gave your, she set this bar for your mother that was impossibly high Mm -hmm. and your mother had difficulty with that on some level. And I think that may be where some of her worth issues come from, but this is something that she has the ability to heal if she can see herself in a kinder light. And I think she'll be able to do that. Okay. Uh, the thing is, I can't pinpoint who that would be, 
Because, like, for example, my mom's mom died when she was t- when my mom was 10. So yes. it could be her. Yeah. She, she had a stepmom who was pretty horrible to her. I don't know if she, I don't, my mom never speaks fondly of her. So I don't mm. know if that could have been her telling her, I'm sorry, you know, I got it wrong. Yeah. Um, I think she died too, um, head injury. But she so said, it, it could be. It could it be. Because um, that would be that head part for sure. Yeah. Uh, she said, um, um, she said someone had hit her. I don't know. Mm. Something is always a bit blurry, but something about someone hit her. I don't know uh, how true that was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, she passed on pretty quickly too. So, um, I can only pinpoint these two people. I would ask for ask mom. I'll get my mom to yeah. watch this and she'll probably know better than me. So ask your mom. This is going to be a weird question, but she, this woman in spirit is showing me, um, this is like really going like old school, but you remember those old metal like bedpans that you would keep under a bed? Yeah. Um, she's showing me that. So I have no idea where that could possibly fall into this situation, but um uh, you can ask your mom that if you want and see yeah. if she can recall either one of them having something like that. I don't think it was used. I think it was just there. And it, and I, and when I'm in your mom's shoes with this, I feel like it's weird that somebody would have that. So you can ask mm-hmm. her if she remembers as a child of either one of these women had something like that under her bed or under their bed or whatever. But I think the main part of this is, is just talking about your mom's ability to heal herself and yeah. also to take the pressure off her shoulders because it feels like whatever this is that she carries has been inherited on some level it's something that sure it, sure yeah you know yeah definitely yeah definitely you're spot on i'll tell you that really thank without you. going too deep in i can tell you that you're course, spot on. Yeah. really oh, that's thank amazing you. i appreciate that <laughs> that's amazing okay so um unless you want to tell me some more stuff i don't know or can you move on? <laughs> well the, the 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 only one other thing that i wanted to tell you because it's just show it showed up when i was looking at your aura um is it's very 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 important for you to em- embrace your um your empathic ability in the sense mm. of learning how to detach when you need to from the people that will be pulling at you. Because I think you do have your own healing energy. You have your own ability to bring healing to people. And I think that because you're such a vibrant light, I would be a little bit worried because you're sensitive of people constantly pulling you in a million directions. And the last message I have for you um, in general is just to trust your judgment on the work that you're doing, specifically with like your podcast or media or whatever, they're saying it's very important because you're going to get ideas from a million different, specifically two, but a million different people. Um, Mm. And they're going to be opposing and they're going to be all in good faith. Like they're going to be people wanting to help you, but you're the one that has the vision with this. I feel you're the one that has an idea of where to take this. And I feel like I wouldn't want you to be limited by anybody else's ideas. So that's the last kind of thing that I get. I think there's two guys around you that are really supportive, but they're going to start giving you all these ideas that seem opposing and the messages yeah. for you to follow your heart with what, what, what to do. Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. <clears throat> but you're right about that as well. It's because I'm very, I try and help too many people. I, when I started this podcast, after it was like four of us and uh, like obviously it was going back and forth and it was all, and the dynamics was completely off. So I started, at the start, sorry, at the start of this year, I said to myself, you know what, look, I'm going to go alone. Mm. I'm not going to contact you guys anymore. I'm thank you for your service, but now I'm going to do it alone. I'm going to take it in a different direction and see where we can go with it like like that. You know, and if I need you guys, I'll call you or whatever. You're still welcome to come and join me anytime. But until then, don't call me, I, I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing because that kind of like 
yeah, it goes in alignment with, with what the message was. So in the future, if people come back and they're trying to give you a lot of ideas or yeah. try to steer you in any direction, like follow your, your, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. You're going to do well. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, moving on, we're in a big, massive pandemic at the moment, a pan- pandemic, yeah. um, COVID. Yes. <laughs> Are you vaccinated? No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Are you not planning yet. to get vaccinated? I'm hoping to at some point. Um, really? I, yeah. At the moment, I actually have some of my own health issues. So I'm kind of in that weird, like, nah, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should. Yeah. Zone. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so see, the thing is, I'm I'm a little bit, because I've been offered a vaccine. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my piano students' um, uh, mom's a, a doctor. And she said, look, I can fast track you and get you one. But I was basically like, you know, that's really nice. But also it goes back into my, my caring nature. I'm like, well, I actually don't think I need it as much as other people who do need it. Mm. So shouldn't they go first before me? Also, there's the idea that, okay, do I trust the vaccine? Should I take yeah. it? Should I not take it? I don't know. I'm kind of in that zone too, to be honest. And the only reason why is it's just so new. So nobody knows yeah. what the long-term effect. And I'm not, not an anti-vaxxer on any level. I'm yeah, like, if the chemicals are going to help, like, let's go get them, right? Like 100%. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, for me, I, I'm just a little, also a little nervous because it's so brand new. Like we only know yeah. the effects within one year, right? <laughs> or, or less. So yeah, personally, I'm a little skeptical, not in the, their ability to work. I'm sure they work great, but in in the potential long-term effects of yeah. the vaccines, especially, um, the, yeah, especially with, with that, I'm just, I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's why I, I actually told the woman, I was like, look, you know, without it being properly, properly studied, yeah. I, I put that into my body. So I think 2023, I think. Is yeah. the first, the end of the first or the third trial or something. So once mm. you get to that, then we can talk more. I'm like 2023, we can talk more. Yeah. But before then, I'm gonna um keep pushing it down the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I totally understand that. It's not it's not easy, you know. Like, and as as human beings, I think that we we can be extra nervous with new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I get it. I'm in the same boat. Totally. Yeah. So what do you think? What does the future look like for, I don't know if you can tell, what does it look like for us as a society? Are we, are we about to embark on a huge like change or are we going to continue on this? Because I think the, the system that we're in now at the moment is self-destructive. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who want to hold on to that. And I'm like, don't you see that, you know, the way it's running, it's yeah. massively unfair. You know, there's so much poverty. There's people who go to war on a whim because of money or resources. Yeah. There's got to be a better way. So what do you see? Do you think... You and me have a really similar ideology in terms of how broken our system is, right? Yeah. As, a, as, a, as a human race. Um, no, I think that we will be brought lessons like COVID and like the fires in Australia and the Amazon mm. and all of these things that have happened that are really terrible. I think we'll be brought these opportunities to change over and over and over again until we do. And I think that in some ways, the pressure to change will increase over time. So we didn't listen with the Amazon fires. We didn't listen with Australia fires. <laughs> we didn't listen with war. We didn't listen with all these things. And so, you know, or earthquakes or all of these natural things. And so now we have a pandemic and I don't know that we've really gotten it, you know, yeah. this time around, unfortunately. So I think we will at some point be brought another opportunity. And I think what it's about 
personally, on some level at least, is about working together. I think it's about mm. letting down all of these walls that we put up. Yep. Um, yep. And if you think about like the the way the world functions, it functions on efficiency. Everything is how much can we get in a short amount of time. Mm. And there's no room in efficiency for emotional experiences. There's no room to be ourselves. There's no room to not be a number, right? And so when we're when we're working with a world that's based on efficiency but we're by nature emotional beings that require emotional vitamins from our mm -hmm. environment those two things don't play very well together and i think you are absolutely right about things like poverty and war and all these really terrible things that are happening and famine and all of that mm -hmm. um you know i i i feel like something has to give at some point and i think the universe will continue to provide us with these great opportunity opportunities. <laughs> I was say. Like hell on earth, but whatever. Um, opportunities. That's what I call it. I say changes. this is. Yeah, that's what I say. I say right now when you read the Bible, if you want to delve into that direction, um, to me, what they're describing in the Bible is actually what we're living in reality. So there can't be a place worse than this. Yeah. You think about it. Look, we're born, and from the moment we're born, we're in we're, we're in debt. Yes. Because we have to pay for food. We have to pay yeah. for water. You know, we have to pay for roof over our head. We have to, so yeah. we're in debt as soon as we're Constantly. born. Yeah. And that yeah. just continues until we're old. And yeah. unless you get lucky. It, it's true. I think, you know, and the, and the, the energy of debt is all about lack and enslavement because yep. it's about being without and also being tied to something. So, I mean, I think you've nailed it. I think those are the ties that bind and it's very yep. unhealthy. I really hope this world will shift into a better direction. Yeah, me too. Um, we just got to stay positive. Uh, what do you think about everyone turned to uh, vegan? Are you a vegan or vegetarian? No, no, I, I not yet. definitely not. <laughs> definitely not, yet. not. Not yet. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I, I think it's cool. Um, I mean, at so we could look at it in a million different ways. Like at, at a health level, for certain people, it's wonderful and life changing mm -hmm. and life saving. For other people, it may not be. Uh, for it, some, vegan farming is very eco friendly, sustainable. Some of it really isn't. It's That's actually true, yeah. terrible for the environment. So you know, I, I mean, I, 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 it's not something I've thought a lot about because I think it's in the the realm of if somebody's drawn to it, if it's helpful and healthy for them, and it doesn't harm other people, then mm -hmm. like give her. <laughs> go for it uh me personally um i like the idea of it but i i don't know if i could do it in practice to be honest but don't you care about animals i love animals like so much i do and this is where i'm weird about it um, like I, uh, I eat like eggs for breakfast and I also have a pet bird and I'm like terrified that the really? bird is going to see me eating <laughs> scrambled eggs. So like, I totally get what you're saying for sure. I do. I mean, as long as it's not chicken, I guess. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. No, but I mean, I mean, I'm a vegetarian though, so I didn't quite, I, I was a vegan for two years, mm -hmm. around two years, uh, but I kept traveling and yeah. it's weird, but you never expect it. Well, obviously, I do expect it because in like Asia or Brazil, where they don't have much, well, they have a lot of food, but you know, it's harder yeah. to come by. Or Africa, hmm. they they um they they would never turn their nose up at something, you know. But we in Europe, we're like, look, we got too much food, so I'm going to choose not to eat that. 
Yeah. I think it's a bit arrogant, isn't it, from us? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I think, yeah, maybe there's an, there's an element of privilege to it for sure, right? Like, it's the same for me. It's like, oh, do I want, like, this, I don't know, like, free-range, eco-friendly yeah, yeah. water bottle or, like, a glass of water? You know, like, I, I, I do get what you're saying. I think there is an element of privilege to it, 100%. Um, but, I, but I also... Yeah, I also think if, if we're able to make a choice that feels better for us, then yeah. then then go for it. Um, I also <laughs> think that at the same time, we should all try to make sure everybody's is is healthy and happy as possible in the world. But it, it is a tough balance. But I would say because you're able to make the choice, then then make it. Don't feel don't feel bad about it. I think from what I know about you in this last little while that we've been speaking, you're not somebody who's going to, you know, want to steal all the money in the world for yourself no 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 no. (laughs) definitely not (laughs) you know i have a plan my plan is uh in the next two years i i need to make 100 million now it's not because of material aim okay i would like to have a tesla but that's not the most expensive car in the world you know that i can probably afford that now to be fair a tesla (laughs) so i'm not it's not because i want to test that but it's because i want to help more people i want to bring people together i want to put on you know stuff that i can show you know yeah I hope that you will, because I feel like if anyone would be able to spread that out in a really positive way for people, it would be you. Yeah, yeah. I I would definitely want to do that and I would do my best to do it. But I also know myself well enough to know that there would be so many Amazon boxes on my front lawn, (laughs) (laughs) at least for like a day um, <laughs> so yeah i hope that you get the money i hope you're the one to get to get it to help the world out of the two of us <laughs> that's it um okay uh, where are you from in canada i'm from ottawa so the capital okay uh because i have family up into canada but you already oh. knew that i guess um, no i, I didn't, I mean, not, you didn't not you that didn't know. not that psychic okay <laughs> um <laughs> i just always wanted to say that that's why actually i wanted to I, start I the podcast today by saying I'm outstanding, but you already knew that. Didn't <laughs> I didn't get it in though. Um, I got family in Toronto. Um, okay, that's not far from me at all. Yeah, I spent uh, two months there, a long time ago, actually, in t- two thousand four, five, five, six, seven. I don't know, sometime around then. Really nice place, but it was cold. Yeah. It was so cold. It was it September, September, October, and I was like, Oh, that's oh. not even the coldest time of yeah, year. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the worst yeah. thing. I've never like been in England and now I reside in Germany. Mm-hmm. I've never felt cold like that, you know, because where we are in England, we have the um, Gulf Stream, so it stays yeah. quite mild. Yeah. Germany is not too bad, but this cold, I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah, like it's definitely frigid. I think is the right word. Yeah. But yeah, if you come to Canada in like February, that's at least for exactly. where I, like Ottawa, Toronto, all these places that are close by. That time of year is the time of year where people don't want to leave their house because their eyelashes freeze really? <laughs> on a real, if it's like a really cold, windy day, absolutely. It can be very, very cold, <laughs> but it, I, I don't know. I, I love, I love the snow. I'm kind of, yeah. Did you snowboard it? Uh, no, I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I like skiing. Um, skiing I, tried, yeah. I tried to skateboard once. Uh, mm-hmm. It did not go well. Um, okay. I think I made it about half a foot and fell over. So that was oh, no. a no. Okay, okay. Um, how about you? Do you like do you like sports or skateboarding well, uh, football, or football? Well, soccer, as you know, soccer, but um yeah. um 
my my wife always wants to go skiing, but I'm like, uh, first of all, it's so expensive. It's not cheap. It's expensive, yeah. and then and then it's expensive and it's cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I bet like skiing in like Germany or Switzerland would be yeah. like mind. I can I'm, I'm, I can understand why it would be expensive. I bet it's beautiful. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but maybe in the next, I don't know. We'll have to I'll have to see. I don't know. She's still trying to convince me after 12 years. So we'll see. Maybe I hope I hope you guys <laughs> will go and do that. It's it's a lot of fun. It's skiing's a lot of fun. Yeah. I do that, then I need to come back to I need to go back to America because uh, in New Mexico, in Taos, New Mexico, they have some of the steepest slopes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, that that would be amazing. I've never been to New Mexico. I've been throughout the US a bunch of times, hmm. but New Mexico is apparently a lot of people said uh, a super spiritual place. Like there's a, an energy there that is undescri- yeah. indescribable. Yes, yeah. I would definitely agree. If you go to like, like towers, these area yeah. towers and um, not Albuquerque, uh, this area got like an Indian reservation, not too far away. I think that's all in towers and a bit, bit oh, north. Cool. If you go down there, you'll, like I said, I saw a flying saucer there and I, I just saw a light go behind it. I was like, it came down vertically and went behind the mountains. I was like, I've never, I don't know what would go down like that vertically. There's no. Yeah. And, and New Mexico is like a place known for like UFO activity. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure in Nevada, I think as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's cool. All right. I think I've taken enough of your time, but I want to get you back on though. I, I, I'm going to get you back on. Yeah. I'm going to get you back on. Maybe, maybe with my mom, man. Maybe she'll, she'll find you really interesting as well. Um, Sounds good. Let's have a look. So I'm going to give you the floor anyway, so you can promote your where we can find you. Sure, yeah. So Facebook, I guess, would be the best place. So I'm Matthew Stapley, comma, psychic medium, uh, and then, or like the at sign Canadian psychic across social media. Every Monday at 7 p.m., I do um, free readings on my Facebook page through Facebook Live, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and then I also am a, I'm a, host, uh, a host of a online radio show. Um, every day I help answer questions, uh, just basic advice type questions um, on blasttheradio.com and the Milkman show. Yes, that's excellent, man. Uh, I'm gonna have to keep in touch with you. And if I get over to Canada, I'll be promising my family I'm, like, I'm coming back to Canada at some point. I'm coming. You should. Um, I'm gonna try and head over to Ottawa to and come and buy a drink. That's all I'm gonna awesome. do. Awesome. Sounds but good. Actually, when I get my hundred million in two years, I'm gonna I'm gonna promise you that. All right. Sounds <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mr. Stapley. We'll catch thank up. Thank you. I'm gonna send you another um, invite. Awesome. Right. It would be a pleasure. Thank you, man. It was brilliant. Thanks. Bye, Take bye. care. Bye. Bye. Thank you.